This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to IGN GameScoop, the first GameScoop of 2019. I'm still your host, Damon Hatfield. <laughs> Joining me, going into this year. I know it was a little bit uh, up in the air, but I, I decided but we I had a fair fight. <laughs> Yeah. I won the host job fair and square. Yeah, right? won the so job I will be. Square. You keep showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I will be hosting Game Scoop for, again for the foreseeable future. Joining me this year are Ooh. Justin Davis, Ooh. Sam Claiborne, hi, hi, hi. and clearly Canadian CJ Gibson. What's up? Oh, this Sierra. year. What's I saw up? you grew a goatee over the break. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not <laughs> intentional. <laughs> just kind of hope for the best. It's just, it's just in the photos, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just in for, the photos. Just a little bit. I uh, hope everybody had a good uh, good holiday break. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about, you know, it's time. I think it's about time as we enter 2019. If you say Game of the Year watch, I'm no. leaping. Yes. <laughs> no, Justin. Really game of the Decade Whoa. watch. Yeah, good. Game of the Decade Ooh, watch. I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, we're also going to flip through the January 1996 issue of Next Generation, which I... Think we'll reveal that was a weird time, a weird time for gaming. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. They have a Jaguar section. Yeah, there's a <laughs> rough whole year. section, and for arcade and for yeah. online. Oh, online. Okay, and still calling it the Ultra 64 in the year of its release. <laughs> so good. It was still the Ultra 64. Yeah, it is weird. In January. The yeah. I really like. Can't wait. Next can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Well, I'll save it yeah. for when okay. we get into the magazine. Uh, but first. You know those analysts? Mm-hmm. Those analysts that Ooh. think they are so smart. What do they know? They just think they know everything. Well, they've made they've made some predictions mm. okay. for 2019. Mm. So now <laughs> we are going to analyze the analysts. That makes us analysts ourselves. Yes. Which we despise. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> We've become what we hate. Yeah, no. These guys, it's their whole job to uh, help 
uh, fancy pants money people make smart decisions with their monies yeah. mm-hmm. and their stocks. So let's see how we think they're doing. I've got some a uh, bunch of predictions for the year from some well-known analysts. We will get to Michael Pactor in a second, but we won't start <laughs> with Factor <him>. Watch. <laughs> yeah, let's start with Doctor Serkan Toto okay. from Kantan Games in uh, Japan. He's yeah. actually made some. Uh, Predictions that have been on the nose, and we've actually written some news stories about predictions that he's made in the past. His predictions for 2019, we will see a Switch Pro, a Nintendo Switch Pro version, and a Lite version. Now, this is something we've we've actually reported on before. Mm -hmm. I think the Wall Street Journal had a report on this last year. The Switch has battery issues. It's kind of heavy. Yeah. It's probably not the cheapest it can be. It's It's also... The (laughs) controllers can get seriously jammed and stuck on it. It could be a little bit more comfortable Mm -hmm. to hold in your hands in handheld mode. You just like it. You think it's perfect? Well, no, but I don't know. But you wouldn't upgrade. No, definitely. They'd have to to really show you something nice. Could they shave, the way Apple does, a few millimeters off it, and would you be enticed? Because that's (laughs) what they do. Apple (laughs) makes a big deal. It's like, hey, guess what? Yeah. Two ounces, well, just for you. But that. smaller and thinner doesn't make it easier to hold, right? Like yeah. you kind of need no, something true. that has some substance to hold in your hand as a video game. I don't think mm. they can change the Joy Cons. That's the issue, right? So yeah. it's like they're gonna have to like cut like a contour around yeah. it. Yeah, I think there is a bezel around the screen, right? So if they do like a corner to corner screen, yeah, yes. yeah, edge to edge screen, <laughs> even on the Joy Cons. Ooh, <laughs> I think the thing to innovate on is the cradle. Like that's cradle. the thing where it's yes. like, wow, I took that. You know, out of town with me. Yeah, I've done that a couple before. It just feels silly to bring that with me, so I can play on a television. Where I can just yeah. plug a freaking HDMI cable in. Yeah, you don't need it. That's I actually got rid of mine. I got an HDMI cable and my charging cable, mm-hmm. and then I don't use the cradle anymore. Mm-hmm. So I actually used a third party one, and that supposedly bricked mine. Supposedly, I don't know. I know. Yeah, I don't know you, because you and Brian Altano both had bricked switches. Yeah, I think wow. I can't remember which. I don't want to call it the brand name because I can't remember. But yeah, it's the horror it, story. It was one of those things where it was portable for that reason because it was a little bit of a travel dock situation. So I hear you. And you lost That's your Zelda good. save that way. Right? Lost it. The cloud save was not in effect when that happened. I mean, brutal. The interesting mm. thing about this prediction is that a Switch Pro and a Switch Lite are like. Op- opposites, right? Like one is like you know a slightly more powerful, yeah. plussed up, higher end <clears throat> switch, and the other implies like a lower end, more entry model switch, like the 2DS was for the 3DS. So like yeah. these rumors keep swirling, but to me they're really they're really different. Like mm. they're really Nintendo's done that. They did the DSi. Yeah. They've done both. They've like a little step. Oh, sure. Step between the yeah. the DS line is kind of such a mess right now, but it really did work out for them for so many years, where they expanded it on the high end and the low end. Yeah, and so then the new 3DS and the DSi both had games specifically for them. But the Crazy. DSi was even after the DS Lite, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the last. First, yeah. there was the yeah, DS and the Lite. DSi actually was more powerful, whereas the Lite just had a better screen. And well, and it was thinner. Mm-hmm. It yeah. wasn't oh, I love that it. gigantic. It's my favorite Nintendo yeah. system. I love the DS. So contoured, yeah. and like I don't think like the the Switch also like. I don't think they can really fix this, but I don't like how it's not a clamshell system. I know they can't really fix that. But like you it, 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 it kind of gets wrecked. Hmm. Like you need a case for the Switch. See, yeah. I have the glass screen on mine. I have so many DSs because I have kids and they all break. The hinges on those DSs yeah. break so <laughs> really many times. Yeah. It. So the clamps I get why they made that flat little DS <laughs> after. I was like, okay, this eliminates that hinge that they're probably fixing. Really? Every week. Yeah, <laughs> That's really absolutely. Funny. I think they're probably, if I were to guess, just based off of Nothing, but mm-hmm. you know I'm an analyst. Now, well, yeah, yeah, so I can do that. <laughs> You're analyst um, powers. I would probably guess they're more likely to do a high end, fancier switch rather than a low end entry model. Well, I wonder if just if the current model just becomes yeah. exactly the that's, low end. That's right. why I would predict that. Is the switch was already 250 bucks, sometimes a little bit cheaper at like Black Friday this year. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think they need to do like a cheaper switch. The goal would be to put Red Dead Redemption Two on it. Woo, that's the goal. That's I was gonna say, goal. what would you think feature-wise you'd want the most? I think for me, battery life is still the number one thing, mm. like yeah. over top of graphics it's, or it's anything. Pretty like low. That. Yeah, I that's can make a. Better, 
Yeah. It'll survive a cross-country flight for me for like five hours, but flying to... No, it won't. It's oh, yeah. We don't use battery in games. No, I think it'll last, it'll last like the bulk of that flight. Okay. Yeah. Different yeah. games. But yeah. flying to Tokyo, oh. forget about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't I have to charge anything. just going three hours on a flight. Yeah. Mm, no, I, I like I flew, we both flew home to Kansas. Mm-hmm. I played uh, the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection okay. with my new flip grip. Yeah, uh, the whole flight and it was no problem. I know Mario is really demanding, but Stardew Valley is not. Yeah, gotcha, that's yeah. true. Yeah, I once I I forget what game I was playing, but once ever did I hear my Switch fan kick on to like oh yeah, it's super weird. high gear. Like I could hear it. It was loud enough that I could hear it. It's never happened again. Playing mm-hmm. Smash Brothers? I don't recall which game actually. I think it was mm-hmm. Mario because it was it was mm-hmm. around last fall. I do think that just to Two round this out, I think that's totally unlikely that this is the year that. Oh, it's unlikely. You don't believe that's going to happen I at mean, all. I think it'd be fun. That's it'd be fun to cover and be interesting. I would buy one, but I, I don't necessarily need it, and I think Nintendo knows that. Mm. I, I think it's. I think Switch fever has slowed. You know. Um, yeah, I think this is the year. I think it's unlikely. I think if you look at the PS4, even it felt like they rushed that out the Pro a little bit soon. So mm. I think if yeah, there was no upgrade this year, it'd be fine. Mm. Well, you're saying, Sam, just on the software front, you're not really sure what you're looking. You're supposed to be looking forward to playing this year on your Switch, aside from the regular indie games. Right? Yeah, we wrote an article about it, and uh, I was just looking at like you know the Switch's prospects for this year, and a bunch of them are you know I, I'm not as into Luigi's Mansion or, or Pokemon really, hmm. uh, but I'm really excited for Animal Crossing. Yeah, and then the of course there's just going to be this slew of cool ports and indie games yeah, and sure. whatever that like everybody's playing mm-hmm. on their Switch right now. I think that's like the best part about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, Toto-san's uh, next prediction. There will be no PS5 or new Xbox launch. However, he believes they will be officially revealed, both of them this year. Agreed. Think they'll they're revealed this year, come out next year. Although even that's dangerous, because then you kill your sales for the, this fall. Well. Because who buys the yeah, .5 systems in their yeah. phones? That's interesting, because Unless it's funny. they dropped, you know, to below $200, and then it's like... Yeah, because yeah, we had the that. scoop reveal there when we were all talking about PlayStation not being at E3 this year. Exactly. Which <laughs> was weird, because, yeah, I'm thinking, like, it would mean maybe <laughs> they're going to, yeah, do a We did console. learn about that on yeah. <laughs> live <laughs> during our recording. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it does feel a little bit early for, for PlayStation 5 as well, I think. Um, <laughs> what? I'm still laughing at Andrew busting in yeah. here in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the show. <laughs> Uh, his final prediction uh, for this year is that uh, in spite of um, Epic, Epic's new game store launching and Discord, mm-hmm. uh, he sees there no real competitor for Steam. He doesn't oh. believe Steam will actually experience any real competition. I think some of the Epic space. Game Store complaints that I'm seeing are completely valid and mm-hmm. legitimate, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, games that were up for pre-order for Steam then got removed and now they're an Epic Game Store exclusive. Like, that doesn't feel good. Like, mm-hmm. I think a- Epic deserves some of the uh, backlash they've gotten. But, d- you know, Steam is a DRM platform. Like, they're mm-hmm. so established. Everybody likes it so much because Valve has built up so much goodwill and the games are so cheap um, every summer and every winter. But um, but I, I don't know. Like I think there's a real opportunity for someone to have a credible alternative to Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, in my view, that goodwill is just about spent. And it's it's up to someone else to sort of get it right and come up with a storefront that um, y- you know, can uh, can go toe to toe with it. Yeah, I could also see Steam uh, sort of reacting to the newcomers in the marketplace and sort of making some improvements to its service. Right? Then yeah. if they do, it'll only like, help Steam to have competition. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, then there's Michael Pactor, everybody's <laughs> favorite uh, video game analyst. He believes this year in 2019 we will get major game announcements from Take Two. He says, I think we'll hear about a new Bioshock game and a new title from Rockstar, both for 2020. 
Ooh, the Bioshock one is almost for certain. It's time. Opinion. It's time. Time to reveal yeah. Bioshock. The Rockstar one, I, that one I don't know about. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I just I just think what that company just went through to get this game out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, Red Dead? Or? Yeah, the most complicated, yeah. you know, extensive single-player game ever made. Like, it would be amazing if we got it at Rockstar now. Well, I don't even they know just, what it would They've never worked that way. But there were some years where they had, like, Chinatown Wars and uh, Table Tennis and stuff that came out, like, yeah. in between their big Table Temple games. Tennis. And they kind of stopped doing that. It's so also, it's like, would there yeah. be a, one of those? There's also L.A. Noire. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, sort of, that sort of release. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, Rockstar North was GTA and Rockstar San Diego was Red Dead. But then with GTA Five and now Red Dead 2, that kind of changed a little bit. And particularly in the run-up to those games' launches, like, we don't know the inner workings of those studios. But we do know that resources from all over Rockstar worldwide are sort of pulled into getting these games finished and getting them yeah. launched. Now, does that mean that all of Rockstar North was, you know, working on Red Dead or only certain departments, certain teams, and the rest of the company has been mm-hmm. cranking? Like, GTA Five was, gosh, six years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 was the first Then you have to consider also. online because those are mm-hmm. just constantly being developed right now. Now, there's two games in development constantly, Red Dead Online and GTA Online. It's like... That's this a lot of work. for them so, now, too, right, that they actually generate. Yeah. I was going to say, the um, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved into maybe Red Dead on PC this year. You think? Too I, soon? I would, that, that would be almost assuredly yeah. the thing that would happen by, I think, maybe next time. It takes them 12 like months. But January, uh, February, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. is when it would be. As a reminder, the original Red Dead never, never came did, to beef, yeah. right? Yeah. GTA Five did, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, this game is, like, begging for mods. Mm. Like, mods to fix things. Right to make the gameplay better and improve it, and then mods to just like do crazy stuff with that like beautiful world they made. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we will. I you know I said it at the top. I'm like, oh man, it's way too soon for a Rockstar game. But depending on how much of Rockstar North was not pulled onto onto Red Dead, it could completely be plausible that um, that you know GTA Six could be closer than we think, yeah. or maybe it is another five years away. I don't know. And Take Two is two uh, K. And Rockstar, and so 2K has a Borderlands game that needs to come out too. Right. Well, it hasn't mean, even been. Yeah. It hasn't even been like officially unveiled. Yeah. You know, there's we like, know Borderlands three is in development. Yeah. yeah. We've even seen we've even seen video of it. Yeah. That well, weird yeah. like last. That may have been more like a thing. tech. Okay. Yeah. Demo, and that's but. also a game that they're publishing from uh, Gearbox, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously 2K Sports is doing a lot yeah. to help yeah, keep it sure. float year after year. Um, but Bioshock, you feel. I think Bioshock and Borderlands are more likely than a Rockstar mm. game, but who knows? Do you think yeah. they're going to do Underground this time? What do you mean Underground? Well, they did Under the Water and they did In the Sky. Yeah. In Bioshock. Yeah. Hmm. That's all what's left. Like a SteamWorld dig. That's all that's left? <laughs> that's all that's left. They got to go Underground. They don't have a choice. Well, for Rockstar, like, we we've been talking space. about this office a lot, but like, I would love just a, sta- like a standalone fantasy game, like Skyrim fantasy. style. Woo. Rockstar's never that. done fantasy, have yeah. they? Yeah. No. no, they are always... I think they're kind of... They probably are going to run out of parody ideas for the real world for <laughs> now in the Wild West, which is what those games are about, you know, yeah. and uh, and movies to emulate and stuff like that. And like, where where do you go from there? I'd love to see just a standalone, like make up everything fantasy open world game from them. I think they should do the Bay Area. Bay Area, <laughs> right? Well, they did some of that. They right some of that parody. in GTA, right? Yeah, in San Andreas, yeah. Uh, this one's a little unusual from Pactor. He says, Ubisoft's lineup this year will include four AAA titles. I expect these to include Skull and Bones, which is already announced, new Splinter Cell, new Watch Dogs, and new Rainbow Six. But what's like, we know that Ubisoft has the Division 2 yeah. coming out this spring, <laughs> he's yeah. and he's just like ignoring that one. 
Yeah, and Rainbow know. Six got like a big like resurgence where it's been doing really well. I think when you it's re- bigger than ever. Yeah, I yeah. think when you reinvent those games too soon, you risk losing the audience. I think that's the reason why that Fortnite model right now is pretty popular. What about Destiny? They, they relaunched Rainbow Six. Is that the same thing? I mean, Destiny Two did that hurt Destiny? I mean, in a way, yes. Like, well, it depends on who you talk <coughs> to. But Anthem, we were talking about last week. I think yeah, any of these games with these huge populations where you reiterate on a new one too soon, you risk losing or cannibalizing that current one. Mm. I don't think I think Rainbow Six is a platform that they're going to keep adding to, yeah. and a Rainbow Six Two yeah. is more harmful than helpful. I think it is as well. Yeah, uh, people have been wanting a new Splinter Cell for a long time. I actually hope that one's true. We've yeah. heard contradictory rumors. I mean, we've heard rumors. Yep, it's definitely happening, definitely coming. Then we heard rumors that no, there's no like there's no plans. It's not coming at all. So at this point, I don't really know what to believe. Yeah, Ubisoft has a bunch of announced games that I don't think are going to come out anytime soon too, like Beyond Good and Beyond Evil. Good Evil too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like they have plenty to work on. That's for sure. And yeah. even Skull and Bones. Or um, with Avenue. Skull and know, Bones. We'll see on that one. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, sea of Thieves. <laughs> Kind of came and went. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that looked like the more charming, cooler version of Skull and Bones. So if that didn't work, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really pull something off that's special. You can see. I think it was E3. You know, I'm like, oh, Ubisoft finally did it. They're finally making a pirate game. And then you can see my tweets in like real time, where I'm like, oh, <laughs> like you know, it's an online. Yeah. You know, it's one of those games, um, online shared world experience. And um, yeah, they're tricky. Those take a while. I think. I think the challenge is that or maybe what's good for Ubisoft is they have the ability with a wide portfolio to put investment and time into those games and let them breathe a little bit. That's what happened with Rainbow Six. Like It took a long time for the game to latch on. I really, really respect that company and what they've done with games as a service and sticking with games like For Honor and Rainbow Six and striking a balance between... you know, it has to make sense for their business, but they also need to take care of their fans and, Mm -hmm. you know, and growing their esports community, you know. They're not perfect, and um, uh, as a company, you know, they're making some stumbles, too. But overall, they've really figured out that market in a way that um, the other companies are still playing catch-up. Yeah. Did you guys like the boats in Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Yeah. I ended up not liking them. Oh, man, I did. Yeah. Ah, great. I, I, I don't pursue that as much as I did. Like, like oh, I'm going to find, like, a rare legendary ship and kill it with my cannons, mm-hmm. which was, like, all about four for me. I love that part of four. Yeah. But this game is just, like, it felt like, you know, I don't think arrows and javelins were as interesting. I do agree with that. It's not mm. as interesting as the cannons in four, mm. but yeah, I totally. It looks it. amazing. Yeah, looks when you're amazing. out of the ocean, the yeah. waves and stuff. It's yeah. unbelievable Breeze. how seamless it is, right? Like it feels yeah. like hull breach. Bang. Like you yeah. can just hop off your ship and just go onto land at any. And time. you can become a freaking eagle anytime. <laughs> anytime <laughs> you like want. You're, you're all of a sudden like way up in the air, and it looks yeah, perfect. It. Everything looks to- like nothing changed. Like, yeah. the what big, an engine. That's the big secret about that game. It's like punch in your waypoint. Your horse will go there automatically, and then you can just cruise around as an eagle I while, love that. You, while you make your way to your next goal. You know, there's a uh, mission in uh, Red Dead which takes you to the sky, and I won't spoil how that happens. That's but a really cool mission. It's totally built out for that, too. Yeah. Like, how... I just can't believe how, how far open-world games have come right now. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Not a lot of them are taking full advantage of it, but yeah. Assassin's Creed certainly is. Yeah. All right, Pactor predicts Activision will make Overwatch and Blackout free to play. Ooh, this year, Overwatch, yes. Overwatch was what twenty fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, the game's been. I years. think. Mm, I think the cheapest it's ever been is twelve bucks. I think it was in like a humble bundle for twelve bucks. Mm. 
I don't think Overwatch, but I think Blackout. Hmm. I think Blackout has that same model that Fortnite should have. I think Fortnite, when you think about like iteration in that space, they've done a really good job. People were just a little bit outraged about the fact that Activision, I don't know if you saw this, was selling like a red dot site for like a dollar. Yeah, I think it was like three bucks. It's crazy. And so yeah, but it's you- a $60 game with what, a $50 season pass and right. individual microtransactions. Like they're trying to have yeah. it both ways. Like they are. It's monetized like a free to play game that you pay $60 for. And it's like, yeah. I don't think it's a surprise that you see it knocked down to 30 pretty pretty quick like yeah. the, the same fall it came out mm-hmm. and so would they i think the question is maybe to to kind of at least for black ops there's mm-hmm. a bunch of different iterations of that would they take the blackout mode and make it free yes i don't think they would take the whole suite and make sure. it free yeah but just blackout i mean it's yeah. interesting like that would allow them to you know if it's free they can still sell a battle pass whatever their equivalent yeah, of yeah. battle pass is you know sell stuff to people that download blackout for free but it also serves as kind of a demo for Hey, give us 30 bucks or 60 bucks, and you also get just the other half of this video game. Yeah. Yeah. Best yeah. selling game of the year? Which one? We don't know yet, right? <clears throat> Call of Duty? Uh, I mean, it's looking likely. Yeah. yeah. We'll know. We'll get the final. Even uh, with the complaints and stuff. We'll get well, the final we'll, MPD results for 2018 mid, mid January. And that's, and that's the thing, I think. And will they release another Call of Duty? Because this departed yes. from their strategy. I mean, obviously they will. But, but they could now, support Blackout through next fall, which well, is yeah. Cool. yeah that's so, how thing. does Blackout or, fit into. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, an annualized Call of Duty yeah. franchise is a big question mark. Yeah. And zombies, every map pack that's come out, I shouldn't even call them that. I guess they're just like episodes or whatever. It's so different from the last one that like they can continue just doing zombies on one platform. They don't need a new Call of Duty game to do another zombie. So I mean, well, it's confusing. But they, but they me, sell and they make yeah. money, which yeah. is the issue. You've got me thinking about Blackout now. Like everyone accuses Call of Duty of just being copy paste every year, but like the different sub franchises are like pretty different. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you know, Black Ops mm-hmm. feels pretty different from Modern Warfare different weaponry you know different so they can't even really you know and different developers frankly completely different studios yeah so my original thought was like oh maybe they'll just you know blackout season two will be in the next call of duty but they can't really do that different studio different weapons you know slightly different game feel treyarch if they go by the cycle like treyarch you know sledgehammer infinity war to me, yeah. I thought they would maybe maybe have a campaign isolated to mm-hmm. a studio. It mm-hmm. seemed odd. I think that initially they took over to, like they took out the campaign. Yeah. But having said that, it hasn't affected the sales probably. Well, it'd be interesting to see if it did affect the sales overall. It doesn't look like it. I did. don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, this is a really good one. Pactor predicts Nintendo will launch a fully handheld version of the Switch at two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. He says I expect the device to have the same screen, but with Joy Cons built into the body and no docking station. Ooh. Since it can't switch from handheld to console, it's hard to guess what they will call it. Mm. So that would be an interesting. <laughs> just kind of fuse it all together just, into a, basically I mean, a one DS. The three DS business is, is petering out. They need yeah. something mm-hmm. to sort of fill that right, gap. Right. And I wonder if they try to try to turn the switch into just. What well, sure sounds like a Vita at that point. I mean, yeah, yeah. Handheld games. I've sort of made my peace with it. I play almost <clears throat> exclusively in handheld mode, but they're less powerful. You know, mm-hmm. they run at a little bit sl- slower frame rate in some games. They run at a lower resolution in some games. Some games like Warframe, I think, are really bad in handheld mode, actually. But, you know, others hold up really well. Um, So that's something Nintendo and consumers would have to make their peace with, I guess. Mm. Um, Yeah, developing for lowest common denominator for, like, portability, if that was the only thing, how would they, yeah, how would they have SKUs where it's like, oh, be prepared for this game to run at 20 frames in handheld mode. Maybe they can give people the option to run, like, I assume that's for battery life reasons, right? Because there's no power in the dock itself. So, you know, it's just sort of throttling the console. But maybe you can make the choice of, like, play at full power for... 
60 minutes in handheld modes before it died. See, I don't think they do that. And if they did, I think they would potentially do what the 3DS did, where they would make it so they were not reverse compatible. I don't think that you'd have a system where you'd have like like non-parity, where you'd have a different version of it, like run terribly on this system versus the other one. You know? I, I also, I don't know. The Joy-Con are expensive. There's a lot of tech in yeah. them. And yeah. buying, you know, what are they, like 60 bucks to buy a new mm-hmm. set of Joy-Con? Yeah. So how much money... Like, what changes are they making that enabled them to sell that console portable only for $100 cheaper? Like, it still has all the Joy-Con tech in it, same screen. You're getting rid of the dock. Right. Well, yeah, no, you, the dock is I think plastic. the Joy-Con tech gets, is gotten rid of. That's the, mm. that's the situation. Well, you lose you you don't don't any sort of, like, stuff. But that's my point. Like, how would you, you need very simple games? Uh, but some games require yeah, they, it, right? Exactly. You can't play those. That's why yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. They, they, they Again, like, seriously, we have that. It's called a Vita and before that a PSP. <laughs> like, those are, those are not popular systems. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the better question um, is, you know, Nintendo has been a two-pronged company from the, from the beginning, you know, and now the Switch... Has sort of yeah, it's weird that they don't have another. It's well, but maybe they will. But it's put them in a tight spot. Like you know, the switch tried to make it mobile, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like this Mixed results. Nintendo positioned the switch mostly as a home console, a home console you could take on the go. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people kind of consider it the opposite, like a portable console that you know you can also yeah. just plug in and use on your television. That's interesting. So if they were to do another Game Boy or something, that puts them in sort of an interesting position. If I'm at home, my switch is usually docked. But I also I do like use docking it. my switch. I use I also take it, you know, with me. Because I like the Pro controller. Yeah. Um well, yeah, I, I I would for a reason I'm about to get to, this was not not gonna it's not gonna happen in the United States, but like they've been streaming yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Oh, uh, that's uh, true. And Resident Evil Seven you in could Japan. Do that. And if you could do that, you could make a really powerful, cool system and have it be, you know, plug like that's that's all great. But uh spending some time in the Midwest the past week with an Xbox One mm. and trying to get Red Dead on that only using the internet, I just couldn't. Yeah. Like right. I can't the, can't emphasize how bad the internet is in so much of the country and it's 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 a crime that it's like that. It sucks so bad. Yeah. And I'm so sorry for everybody that doesn't live in a, like a big connected area. Like it is hard out there. Like it, I, I couldn't believe how bad it was. Hmm. So now I, I've really changed like how I've been thinking about, you know, like, oh, everybody should go digital and like yeah. streaming is the future. Like, no, it's not. We don't have the infrastructure <laughs> in the United States at all for it. It's a complete disaster. Well, well it is the future, but you're right. It, the future is a Just long way. Near from, future. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's too bad because I hear that playing like Assassin's Creed on Switch is like pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the console is called the Switch, right? Like that's exactly. the, that's, that's the, yeah. the whole thing. But, like, you can't get too hung up on that because they made a 3DS that didn't have 3D. Exactly. Like, it's fine. Just call it the 2DS. Like, <laughs> and it was after and that, the whoever, 3DS. And whoever blurted that out at Nintendo got a raise and a promotion. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was really they weird. do have the, the Game Boy name that they're not using. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I want a new Game Boy. Maybe maybe Soldier Boy would mm-hmm. use. Can you imagine? I mean, the DS. I think the DS is, it was, is the DS Nintendo's most successful like piece of hardware ever from yeah, like a I hardware sales mm. standpoint. Well, if you roll up all the the, the Wii or the DS was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, was. you know, maybe our opinion of the Game Boy is a little bit uh, you know, biased in that way, yeah. but like can you imagine if they resurrected like a new Game Boy? People go crazy. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, the Wii right, was yeah. probably bigger than that and yeah. I don't want to see the Wii come back. I want I want to no, 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 see that name come back. Waggle controls. finally, this is a really good one. Pactor predicts Elder Scrolls 6 is coming in 2019. He says the flop of Fallout 76 makes a hit more essential for Bethesda. I expect them to accelerate development of Elder Scrolls 6. No. No. 
No. You got nine what? months. I like exactly. <laughs> Finish Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no. even if they were to sw- like Elder Scrolls Six was supposed to come after Starfield. So even if they yeah. flipped, like, look, like we need to get some goodwill back. Yeah. Like they still can't have it out this year. Exactly. And for it's that, impossible. But if they release, if Bethesda does this, and Skyrim is not perfect, or like Elder Scrolls is not perfect. They're in trouble. Like Fallout 76 was real bad, and it seems like there's something new that comes out there. And there's a mobile game that might be really bad. It might be really good. They got delayed. Yeah, they got delayed. Like that could be another like you know nail in their coffin. It's not actually their coffin because they're not going away. It is one of those piss people off. Yeah, exactly. They have to get it right. They do, and if they don't get it right, I think they're in big trouble because it's not. People are not forgetting like they used to now there's a bunch of more internet people who are making these issues internet like people internet people <laughs> but there are there, there are people who cover the stuff yeah. who literally make it like their job to go like you know what we're going to kind of attack this and you see that a lot more now it started i think last year with battlefield and the whole microtransaction situation and i mean it's yeah it's followed if you would have told me it. a year ago that people would be mad at bethesda about a fallout never game, thought possible which was, it wasn't announced well, but it kind of right? started with fallout 4 but yeah, that's yeah. what everybody says. They're like, hey, they've always been glitchy and they've always been buggy, but it was like a funny buggy. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> funny people buggy. played the Ugh. crap out of Fallout 4. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was the already... complaints are about like, but after I owned the game and enjoyed 90 hours of it, yeah, these yeah. are my complaints. But I They're... mean, if you were to grab, like it definitely peaked with Skyrim and then yeah. Fallout yeah. 4 was that's definitely true. like some fall yeah. off. of. It's like, because they've yeah. been walking back some of the more hardcore RPG elements and mm-hmm. yeah. some of the longtime fans are a little resentful about that. Well, and even Fallout in general, like Elder Scrolls has always been a here in terms of like fan just like crazy hype and belovedness and the fallout franchise has always been like bethesda took it over right and then their yeah. vision with fallout 3 was already really different than fallout 1 and 2 and fallout 3 was so amazing sure. at the time it came out that it sort of won people over mm-hmm. but it already had like a bias to overcome of like yeah. a different spin on this beloved rpg yeah, franchise true. it's also it is true that you know bethesda has rage 2 mm-hmm. coming in the fall which You're might right. be cool but it's not going to do i mean do me fall- Fallout or uh, uh, Elder Scrolls numbers, but maybe Doom Eternal, if that's going to be their big fall game. And the Elder Scrolls mobile game. Elder Scrolls mobile game they have coming, but Um, I don't know about that one. If if they're going to do one thing that they would have to rush this year, it would be to fix Fallout 76 by like recording a bunch of voice work and putting in NPCs and just making it a... Good single player game. They, but I mean, like that all that's missing. You can't just in one, even in one year, like make a bunch of NPCs and quests and stuff, which is what people like about Fallout, and then add vats and everything. Like I don't know, but that would be the thing to tweak and fix and make possible. Hmm. Not an entire Elder Scrolls game. So do you think they're going to do that? Like we we're talking about Ubisoft. No. And yeah, <laughs> you think they're just going to cut their losses? But that's more possible than putting out a next gen Elder Scrolls game, which they've already said is for the next generation of systems. It is right. a candidate. Fallout seventy six is a perfect candidate for like they can't take it back to like the drawing board mm-hmm. stage, but like treat it. You know, give it that Ubisoft treatment yeah. where just don't give up on it ever. It's just, no like, man's. Sky. Yeah, like yes. No Man's Sky. There's yeah. been other games that have done this too. Um, you know, stick with it. Uh, you know, stick with your fans. Earn that goodwill back. Like, they kind of don't have a choice. Like, yeah. they're kind of forced yeah. to. Yeah. Like, I don't have numbers externally for how that game is selling, but I can tell you from our traffic and uh, from strategy guides specifically after Christmas and seeing like what happened, like, 
nobody got yeah. that game yep. for yeah. the holidays. Fallout 76? Yeah. That's like, it didn't It didn't get the bump However, that everything else got. I thought it was interesting. Pear published the list of the most popular games mm-hmm. for the year, and it was, like, number three. Oh, yeah. But well, I guess by part of that track, is because of the controversy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, but Bad even, gate. It's a very, very strong candidate for this fall have some new semi-relaunched version yeah. of, like, you yeah. know, go on a good Fallout 76 tour. You know, and also, it was announced this year, and just yeah, the, the hype. The hype was massive. Yeah. That was traffic. That was like, our that biggest was news big. story of the year. Yeah, yeah exactly. The so, so that's where all that came from, and like yeah. that's where the meteoric fall is like felt all the more. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited for that game, and I've ne- I'm never going to touch it now. Dude, I, like, it's it the first Fallout since 3 that I haven't bought or played. Yeah. We heard rumors. I mean, there were game industry rumors that that game was delayed to 2019. Like Which even uh, Fallout 76. Like in the run up to the launch of that game, like we were just hearing from yeah. people, like man, that I like that game is going to be pushed, and then the, and then Bethesda, either that was never true to begin yeah, with, pushed out the door. Yeah, it, either either those rumors were just false to begin with, or someone at Bethesda decided not to. But it seemed like this was like Bethesda's trait where they don't say anything, they announce, like they did with Fallout 4. Oh, I do like that. And then here it comes, like and it's actually too. pretty good. And so it was weird. I think that's what people were hoping for again mm-hmm. when that didn't happen this time. It's like, yeah, they can't make that mistake. They don't have the luxury of doing that again and not being right. That could happen with Bioshock this year. They will never, ever rush out an Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. I don't believe that rumor <laughs> yeah. at all. I don't either. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is why anyone can be an analyst. Yeah. <laughs> you just say things. Done. It doesn't matter if they come true or not. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to go back and check any of this <laughs> nope we do are have we, people this, go back and check stuff? right now <laughs> <laughs> uh okay now over on the game scoop fan page on facebook mm-hmm. one of our fans tanzim draco rashid mm-hmm. uh, pointed out that we are entering the final year of this decade really cool which name. can only mean right. it's time for game of the decade watch <laughs> And he's Mega Man 2. That's my that's my go-to every time. That's like all six Mega Man games. Yeah. I think that's that's some commonality. Yeah. Mega Man Legacy Collection didn't come out this year or or last year, so it's it's uh qualifies for the decade. he put together a list of ten nominees, which I think is actually a pretty good starting point, actually. His list is Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Portal 2. The Last of Us. Now remember, we're going from 2000. It's so unfair that those games are out the same decade. <laughs> 2010 <laughs> yeah. to today. Mm. Grand Theft Auto V. Batman Arkham Knight. That's the one you with. Or the Arkham flavor of choice, I suppose. Yeah. That's <laughs> Although I think. That'd be my choice. I think Asylum's too early. I think that was 09. Ah. The Witcher but. 3. Metal Gear Solid 5. The Phantom Pain. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. God of War. And Red Dead Redemption 2. It's pretty good. I mean, that's obviously a. a a list of Vacation ten list? really yeah. good games. Yeah, no, I've got some twenty questions answered. Don't show no. that to me. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> this is Sam. top ten. You did it, Sam. All right. Play dumb now. So this all sound that's that's I pretty mean, good. Witcher, yeah. Metal Gear Solid. Solid. But there's a bunch I'm of games on there. on there that did come out this decade, or that aren't on there that came out in the past decade. Uh, games I want to remind people of, like Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just give me a yes or no. Is that is that one of the ten best games? No. No. Really, you I love that game to death. But yeah, no. I do too. Yeah, just Zelda. Wow, just Zelda. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Uncharted 4. No. No. Uncharted. None of the Uncharted's. Uncharted. None Uncharted. Uncharted. Uncharted 2. Man. Uncharted 2. Uncharted. As a yeah. total, I love the two, series. I don't think is. I don't think it makes the cut. Yeah, it's too Whatever. soon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what about smaller stuff? Both Limbo and Inside. 
came out in the past decade. I think those are Uncharted too. I just played Inside <laughs> over the holiday. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I sat there and I was like, I'll just try this out for a few minutes. I played the whole Dude, thing like, for four hours what? straight and didn't. What's happening that. now? It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, no should have waited for that, that special edition. I was oh, gonna man. say, like, <laughs> exactly. It's like just from the perspective of being like a cultural moment. It's like you know stuff like The Walking Dead. Like that one about exactly. the, the Walking Awards. Dead, like Telltale uh, yeah. season one. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, like that. That's just, that change. Like there's a before and after point in like video games and the mm -hmm. type of video games that get made based off of the success mm -hmm. of that game. Yeah. Overwatch. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. I no, mean, I don't know if it's in the top ten, but no. it's definitely, dude. No, that game's really good. Yeah. It's good, but, but it's like well it, feel, it just feels like a formula that's been there. Like if I'm thinking of, like, oh, what are you talking about? No, it invented that formula, like the uh, hero shooter. Like, yeah, it did, but I feel like there's other games that are still kind of. It, it's the problem is it's like movies, like voting mm -hmm. for the Oscars. It's like these are very like conscious into our brain right now. But if I if I was to actually pick any game on there, I'd say Portal Two is probably pretty high up there for me. Well, yeah, for sure. And at least in the top three. Was League out in this decade? League? No. League of Legends? No. Well, no, League of Legends was uh, not free to play when it came out. Dota, yeah. Dota 2. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's in there. Uh, what about like Bloodborne, Dark Souls 2? Mm -hmm. They're phenomenally popular games. Yeah, the whole Dark Souls series kind of. Dark Souls is, is probably a that, candidate. That, to that, yeah. Dark Souls yeah. 2 is the favorite, right? Is that no, right? no, that's one not. people don't like. What? Yeah. That's interesting because it's the highest rated. Oh yeah, like it's uh, the, it's the I don't. I mean, I don't play those games, but I know you know. Got sat next to Chloe for many years, and two is the one that people don't like. Interesting. Yeah. There's Shovel Knight. Mm, yeah, <laughs> another something smaller. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Sam scoffs. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have nothing against Shovel Knight. Yeah, I mean, that's but Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so it's hard to compare the two. What about Mario Kart Eight? I mean, it's a great game. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little there bit like... There needs to be more Nintendo on this list, right? Yeah. There, there is missing Nintendo stuff. Well, there's Mario those, Galaxy 2. They had those Wii U years that were just kind of dicey. Yeah. I mean, the thing about a game of the decade list is like it's the same reason you can have the funniest, most immaculately made comedy movie of all time, and it's never going to win Best Picture, right? Like, mm -hmm. You need a subject matter that has some gravitas mm -hmm. and like you know something for the actors and for audiences to sort of sink their teeth into. It has to be more substantive. So yeah. like, maybe something like Overwatch or... You you know, I don't know, whatever. Like Dota 2 is the best, most important game of the last decade, but it's still hard to think about in these terms. Like there's certain types of games, like Last of Us style games. That so then what about <clears throat> what about Bioshock Infinite? Nah. No. Yeah, see to me Bioshock from the previous decade. Because yeah, what's the criteria? Like when I think about at least like the current ten years, I'm going, okay, technology, gameplay, a bunch of these things. That's the only reason why I say no to Overwatch. You're like, about I to think say it's destiny, aren't you? Well, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, I like I think it's an innovative game, but it's the same thing. It's the same formula as like, you know, sure. everything that's been done before. That's the reason why I think Portal Two it, yeah. it was like super unique. The story was good, the gameplay mechanics were good, the elements were very unique. Um, I think Mass Effect 2. Was that, was that one of the ones on there? That's um, three. That does make a cut. So oh, 2010. I think that's I think. really important. Oh, yeah. Mass like January 2010. Mm -hmm. so, and then yeah. I was thinking, like, if we went the cultural significance route, then, like, games like Undertale would be on there. And I, I don't think so that like, has hardly any cultural significance. You are in, you are absolutely okay. showing your own bias. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> I haven't played it and like yeah, it people, made a really you don't really see splash. people talking about people it. People in your circles. Uh, that game oh, yeah. is like, that's, that's one the of the only there. circle that I know. <laughs> How would I know any other circle? <laughs> well, but I, I, well, I think you hear, uh, you I know, hear some people, people in the office stuff, talking yeah. about it, but that's it. Yeah. It stops here among the few oh, people. Yeah, for some reason it took off culturally. In my experience. It has this crazy, crazy cultural following. I don't, I don't. Just the art and the qualities. As I go about my 
my life. And all my... over Tumblr and Twitter. Why would I ever go to Tumblr? <laughs> it's one of the most popular websites on the internet. Tumblr is nothing. I never go to Tumblr. Oh. Tumblr is nothing. Oh. Whoa, no. just poking Justin oh. over there. Only like weird shippers go to Tumblr. Like, oh. <laughs> What can we bring up that's more divisive? I don't know. I'm waiting for Damon to just do it randomly. He's been oh, on yeah. the roll here. And great. I don't see anybody talking about it on Twitter either. So. I mean, <laughs> that I'm Twitter not, platform. It's fine. I don't have anything against it. I'm just surprised. Yeah. I, I haven't actually beat the game either. I've played it a little bit, but so, yeah. Sorry. Is that okay? It's like an NES game. You guys would like it. <laughs> I like NES games. What about, yeah. what about Pac- Pac-Man Championship Edition DS? <laughs> I, hear that, I hear that got a 10. It got a 10. It did. So I think that automatically makes it one of the 10 best games. <laughs> a masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, I don't like Fortnite. Like I was going to say Fortnite, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was on his list. It wasn't on... Uh, Tanzim's list. That's really hard to say because we are in it right We're now. We're in it right yes. now. Yes. And it's been a, a good, good, lengthy game, but like, you know, was Minecraft on When did there? Minecraft like, come I mean, out? I was going to say. Minecraft's too yeah. early. <clears throat> yeah. Too early. Yeah. So people, you know, everyone's uh, ready to turn on Fortnite and turn on, you know, Ninja <laughs> is kind of the face of Fortnite, yeah. right? And like, totally. is that game peaked in the sense that like, is its popularity going to slowly decline? Like maybe, yeah. probably. But like it'll have to settle with only being the biggest cultural phenomena on the face of the earth for over a year. Like that's gonna be <laughs> yeah. its legacy. Like I don't know. Like people are just so ready to just declare Fortnite over. And I'm like, it reached heights. Like no game except maybe Minecraft has has ever yeah. ever achieved that. Like I think Super Mario Brothers did. And and I, I would argue, yeah. I would think that like honestly like when when we were seeing. The first console war with Sonic and Mario. Mm. Sonic was so big, yeah. Yeah. and Sonic was everywhere, and it was on candy, and every kid talked about it at school. It was on everybody's shirt, and it folded like that's as big as that. <clears throat> and that's what's interesting to look back now and say, like, is Sonic the Hedgehog the game of the '90s? Is that like a decade-defining game? Like nobody mm. would say that. Yeah, it's really hard to say when you're in the middle of the Fortnite phenomenon yeah. that we'll actually think of it as a good thing. I mean, it's also coming the, the tail end of the year as well, too, <clears throat> right? Or the decade. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think, yeah, Fortnite, I think, will survive for a long time. I think, will we look fondly of it in the next year or two? I don't know. It's like Facebook. Mm-hmm. You guys use Facebook much? I don't use it hardly <laughs> at all. You know why? Because my grandparents use it. And and yeah. once it gets to that point, What popular, do you have against them? <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Why are you <laughs> trying to avoid your no, grandparents? I'm just, I'm just saying, that's a, that's a statement. Like, once your grandparents start using something and, and your parents, it They're becomes... They're trying to see pictures of their great-grandkids. I know, but it's not cool. What anymore. do they think of Undertale? It's not cool anymore. <laughs> and Fortnite is kind of at that level where it's so popular and saturated that it, it kind of risks this, like, nah, you know what? Let's find the newest, greatest thing that is not. Fortnite. You know what's weird is when that doesn't happen, like iPhone. Yeah. Like, it's just completely crazy that, like, for a yeah. decade it's dominant and it's still the best thing. Yeah. People get ready to, to you know, it's particularly teens <clears throat> who are fickle, CJ. You yeah, know this. They, they want to turn on things that are popular, <laughs> they do. right? And they want to be yeah. on the edge. And, like, Things that, like, you know, the reason Minecraft has been able to renew itself is because there's new eight-year-olds every year, right? Like, there's eight-year-olds playing Minecraft now that that game did not exist when they were born, Um, but it's new to them. And, like... Oh, yeah, it did. Eight years ago? But, I mean, uh, I actually meant to say the opposite, right? Like, it already existed when they, you know, when they were born. It's older than they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And a game like Fortnite or a product like iPhone or a brand like Nintendo, they have to be really, really careful about you know, being reintroduced to like the new, like if you're a 13 year old that maybe wasn't quite old enough for Fortnite, like what does the next 12 to 24 months look like for Epic? Like how do they walk that line? Yeah. That's Nintendo's whole thing. That's why it yeah. felt weird the first time that we saw the Wii was because it wasn't aimed at us. And I remember mm. that that was like, a, but I ended up liking the Wii and like, I think it was a total success, but like, <clears throat> that's I think what they're trying to do with the Switch. 
And they're like saying like, this is for a younger generation. It's interesting. This is so great for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like Tanzim really actually put together a pretty good uh, preliminary list. I agree. Uh, yeah. Top 10 games here. I think we should revisit this in the back half of 2019 <clears throat> as the decade comes to a close and Absolutely. actually try to, mm-hmm. try to come to some sort of consensus on this. Under- now, let's jump ahead into, let's actually jump back <sighs> to January 1996, beginning the year of the video game. <laughs> Boom. What the hell does that mean? 3DOs. You remember? Sony. Oh, yeah. It just started right then. It was the year of the video game. <laughs> this was a rough year. <laughs> this is a weird time. So this we're is coming. In 64, right? Uh, well, at the ni- very end of it. Yeah. yeah. At the end, oh, in, in September of this year. So this is the January issue, January 1996 <clears throat> issue of Next Generation. So we're coming out after the first holiday season where the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn. Yep. They had just come out. Ooh. Brand new. We're both like duking it out. Uh, and, uh, you know, for like holiday shopping dominance. Mm-hmm. PlayStation boxes were still really tall. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, we got game boxes. They were like CD cases. Love that. And then the Super Nintendo and Genesis were kind of like, like yeah. their their time was like over. You know, yeah. there was like the well, old consoles at that point. Yeah. My favorite Donkey Kong Country, I think, came out. It, was already, it had say. already been yeah, out. But right. what, okay. the, my favorite but statistic was about 96 yeah. to like orient people in that headspace is that Super Mario RPG, RPG came, came out after <laughs> Mario 64. Isn't that cool? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting with Next Generation. The opening page is not an ad. It's yeah. like it's like something to, <laughs> to set the tone for the I issue. I really loved it. When I wanted to read like a classy video game magazine, yeah, like a grown-up yeah. video game mag as like a teen, Next Gen is what There's I picked Yeah, it was like a Wired type take uh, on oh. yeah. stuff. Is it British? I don't It's not. No, no because it's, it was... See how they spell color. It's future, right? It was, <laughs> there it is. That was put together it. by future right here in Berlin game. Okay. Uh, but it says, 1996, year of the video game. You think the battle between Saturn and PlayStation is tough? <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh. The year 1996 will see the launch of Nintendo's Ultra 64, the most anticipated piece of gaming hardware since the Super NES. Damn. And Matsushita's acquisition of 3DO's M2 technology will prompt the arrival to the war of the world's biggest consumer electronics company, yes, it's bigger than Sony. What, 3DO? Matsushita. Oh, Matsushita, mm. okay. Did they, what does it have to do with 3DO? They bought, bought the 3DO technology. Did the M2, like, there was so much talk about yeah. that Whoops. for like yeah. years in video game magazines. <laughs> yeah. But as we move forward into 1996, a look back is vital, if for no other reason than to see just how far we've come. So like they also do a look back on 1995, which is actually pretty interesting here. But is, things did kick- Chrono Trigger come out in 1995? I don't know. Exact late, year. Like SNES, maybe 94. But they kick things off with a pretty yeah. intense interview yeah. with Tom Kalinske. Oh, that's awesome. I follow yeah. him on Twitter. Hey, Tom. He was, uh, who was head of, of Sega of America at the time. And this, th- dude, this interview is brutal. So like if you've read Console Wars, mm-hmm. you know that he was brought on right before the launch of the Sega Genesis. Uh, and he like totally uh, took Sega to battle against Nintendo yeah. and really like he developed the market built the company up. And one, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, on, on, on certain terms. Not, you know, maybe not. In they made the best game of the decade, Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's true, yeah. <laughs> that's true, the game of the 90s. But you know, he, you know, to his credit, he was really smart and like Sega of Japan was making so many bad choices with the Sega Saturn and he tried to warn them but in the end Sega of Japan makes all the decisions and right. he has to just try and sell those bad decisions to American gamers. Mm-hmm. So here next generation is like <laughs> it's like taking, Reggie with Wii music. Is totally taking him the task uh for like you know having sort of a rough launch for the Sega Saturn like this is totally different from EGM which is straight up enthusiast press. This is like 
a real journalist like grilling the head of mm-hmm. Sega of America. Of course, uh, this interview is happening in uh, January of 96. Tom Clancy would resign in July of this year. <laughs> yeah. So he was not long for the world of, of, uh, of Sega. And they had just put out the Sega CD and the 32X, like yeah. the previous years too, which yeah. were like these stupid bridge systems. Yeah. Everybody Saturn. was so set, like upset with hardware at this time. Saturn could have been so cool, but Nintendo with this, exactly, the Sega CD and the 32X kind of hosed themselves a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I um, both. All right, moving on. I don't want to get too deep into that yeah. uh, uh, article. But there's a two-page ad for the 3DO, which is really confusing here. I know you can't see it very well. The ad has like a, screenshots from a bunch of different games, and then it says sex, drugs, violence, weapons, San Francisco, men in tights. Oh. <laughs> what is it? More wholesome fun only on 3DO. So each of these things is supposed to represent a different game that's available on the 3DO. What's the San Francisco game? It's called Golden Gate Treasure by the Bay. I've never heard of it. <laughs> it is. Someone left more than their heart in San Francisco. It's hidden <laughs> treasure and no Tony Bennett around to help you locate it. What? Decipher what? puzzles, scour <laughs> for clues amongst the 3,000 beautiful watercolor images of the city by the bay. Whoa, cool. Like Mist? You'll love this. <laughs> I was just going to say, oh, it looks like go. Mist. What about the men in tights? That's called Captain Quasar. Look, up in the sky, it's a rocket. No, it's a grown man in very snug tights. <laughs> Meet Captain Quasar, the bumbling superhero with powers far beyond mortal men and brains far below. Okay, there you go. Well, yeah. skinny, skinny jeans have made its way to San Francisco. So they're making a joke about more wholesome fun, saying this is a very unwholesome system. Yeah. yeah. And very an example edgy. of that is just the words the San Francisco. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> way back when. Yeah. It's a uh, game about watercolors. <laughs> Well, oh, beautiful Sam. watercolor paintings. Oh, Sam, it's a pinball game for Sega Saturn. <laughs> Last Gladiator's digital pinball. Tilt your brain and let the flippers fly. What is that thing I'm seeing on the opposing page? <laughs> it's a, this is like some sort of home theater, home audio system. <laughs> some like high-end, uh, yeah. Earbuds. Yeah. Or, Atari yeah. drops Jaguar? What page oh, am I on? Oh, yeah, Atari drops Jaguar. There's a news story here about... Don't uh, drop your Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Uh, with rumors circulating throughout the video game industry concerning the future of the company, Atari's VR deal with virtuality has fallen through. Oh, uh, that was the mall face. Is that, was that what it was? R.I.P. Uh, a Google search for virtuality doesn't re- doesn't return anything useful today. Yeah, I think that's where you <laughs> could go to the mall and like stand in. Yeah. The- that's my favorite part of these little anecdotes when you flip through these old magazines, Damon, is sometimes there's ads for products that you just can't... Yeah, you can't Like, there's information evidence, trapped in these old magazines that's just never oh, yeah. made its way to, like, yeah. the 2018, 2019 digital internet. And arcades, like, probably were in the phase of being, like... Oh, they were in real trouble. Yeah, they were in trouble, like, in 96. Like, the home console in the United came States, through. for sure. Yeah. Breaking news, Ultra 64 prepares for internet access. Nintendo Japan is once again planning a foray into online gaming. The firm is in discussions with Netscape Communications and is planning to launch a system in which games playing in which games playing would be linked via modem to a central resource and to other players. And there's just a Netscape logo there on the the page. So at the start of 1996, I suppose there was Netscape and internet browsers. Right, that's what it was. Very early. Very yeah. yeah, No. It says Netscape is the premier worldwide web browser used right then. That's that's what I was gonna say. It's like Netscape was a browser yeah so what <laughs> yeah, i mean it's a great g- company to partner with to bring yeah. internet access well, prior to like, is yeah. they just meant as a browser though <laughs> yeah prior like you game. know how consoles would come with a browser i don't think they even do that really yeah, anymore. windows windows popular i remember it was a big deal when the ds got a browser remember yeah. that it was yeah. like total shit <laughs> <laughs> so all right so if um make sure i didn't skip over anything yeah 
So if 1996 is the year of the video game, they call 1995 the calm before the storm. And they can uh, sort of wrap up everything that happened in uh, 1995 here. Is there E3 by 95 yet? 96. It it started in 95 or 96. So at the beginning of 95 in January, it says, Sega spins the show CES which is just about to start up here again. Uh, desperately trying to convince the world that 32, 32X is a priority. No one's convinced, and a very lackluster software lineup does little to help its argument. <laughs> Thankfully, there's a little more going on behind closed doors where some impressive new Saturn software is being demonstrated. Now, Nintendo's doors aren't just closed. They're locked and bolted. The firm's only comment on the next generation is that Ultra 64 is coming on like a freight train, absolutely on schedule for a 95 launch. Well, (laughs) that's all right then. Meanwhile, the firm tries hard to breathe more life into the Super NES, but titles such as FX Fighter and Comanche don't bring anything new to 16-bit in the way that Donkey Kong Country did in 1994. Yeah, there you go. Nintendo does, however, show some new hardware, the 3D desktop what-the-hell VR unit Virtual Boy. The trade is baffled. Not impressed, just baffled. Apparently, Nintendo hopes to sell 3 million hardware units at a retail price of around $200 in Japan during its first year after launch in April. Uh, Included a bucket of Advil with every purchase. Wait, wait. Is this issue, what, what, what month is this from? January. Is, the issue is January '96. They're yeah. looking back on '95 right okay. now. Yeah, they're doing that right. was from the Winter CES '95. Because mm-hmm. Sony's first E3 was that year, I think, right? '96. <sighs> it was '96. Yeah. yeah. Well, before there was E3, video games were all over CES. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So PlayStation being it. So yeah. for each month of '95, they provide a notable quote from the industry. So in February, the quote of the month comes from Shigeru Miyamoto. Ooh. His quote is. When I visit a town like New York, I like to walk alone at night, simply exploring the back streets and the hidden places. I explore on foot for a while, then sometimes I buy a bicycle and cycle around town. Whoa. Only when I know my, my way around will I buy a map. There you go. Hence the uh, future New Donk City. <laughs> New yeah. Donk City. There you go. The origin of New Donk City. Inspiration. In April of 95, let's see, there's some... Where did he leave all his bikes after he bought them? Yeah, he's just buying a bike. (laughs) He's got a bike in every city. (laughs) Exactly. He just throws it to the curb, walks into the plane. Throws it into the Hudson. Where's a map? Give me a map. I'm done with this town. In April of 95, Nintendo buys a 25% stake in Rare. The UK development team has been a prolific Nintendo supporter since the NES days and has produced about 90 titles for the manufacturer's sundry platforms. It is most renowned, however, for Donkey Kong Country on the Super NES, now officially the fastest-selling video game of all time. Wow. No financial details of the deal revealed. So they only bought 25%. I mean, I think they bought the rest of Rare later, right? Or did they only ever just have a controlling stake did they ever own the entirety of Rare? I thought eventually they would. They must have yeah. ponied up to buy the rest. I do think later. of Donkey Kong Country, but I still think of Battletoads when I think of Rare. To me, like that was the big NES game prior mm-hmm. to uh, Donkey They had Kong a Country. ton of NES games. Snake, yeah, no, they did. Snake, Rattle, and Roll. Yeah. <laughs> Digger, T-Rock. Yeah. So in May of 95, Back. the phony war ends and the yeah. real battle begins as Sega pulls off the shock of the year, launching Saturn in the US on May 11th, four months ahead of schedule. <laughs> It's the dumbest thing. It's the dumbest thing. <laughs> they will become they later launched, on shocked. They launched the Sega Saturn early, <laughs> exactly. earlier than they said. When Sony, uh, no <laughs> games. They didn't tell anybody they were doing it. They're just yeah. like, it's available yeah. now. Nintendo scraps plans to launch the Ultra 64 in the U.S. and puts forward April 96 as, as its new target, although it remains unclear whether or not the firm is looking to hit Japan this year. 
At E3, the firm, and they write E3 as E with the, the tiny little three. Mm -hmm. The firm does show the cosmetics of the unit for the first time while explaining that the delay is in order to give developers more time to get to grips with the technology and to come up with a fuller and richer day one support package. We, won't, we don't want to do a Sega, is what the subtext reads. Ooh. <laughs> Meanwhile, the firm plugs away with the Virtual Boy, the industry remains baffled, and announces that Killer Instinct from Rare, previously thought to be heading straight to Ultra 64, will hit the Super Nintendo for the 96 holiday season. It was better than the arcade, but it was also pretty good for... Killer Instinct? Yeah. yeah. Most people have not played it in the arcade. I don't know if you guys ever have, but... Yeah, I played it when yeah. I was out in the arcade. It was great. It was, looked amazing at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, the quote of the month for June was from Peter Molyneux. He says, we can now use the Super Nintendo and Genesis as the doorstops they should have been years ago. Oof, I've always harsh. disliked them. As a oh. designer, I've despised them. Whoa. Thank God Whoa. they're going. Oh, wow. my goodness. Did he do Populous? <laughs> yes. Because that got a pretty bad Super Nintendo part. <laughs> Look, in oh July. In gosh. July. Wow, there it is. It's the Virtual Boy. You Man. know when you start up Killer Instinct in the arcade, it says Ultra 64? <laughs> no, yeah, it does. Yeah. Ultra 64 on the cabinet. Isn't that yeah. cool? And it's, I think it's on the cabinet, too. Right? Yeah, in the it's art the of music. The you're like, yeah. So in 95, apparently, Sam Tramiel was head of Atari, mm -hmm. and they were struggling with their Jaguar. The quote of the month comes from Sam. He says, if Sony comes in at 299 or 249 he means with the PlayStation, then we'll do whatever we can to have the U.S. International Trade Commission go after them. What? That's what's called dumping, and it's against the law. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy Jeez. comment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. These are ruthless. Back don't, yeah, music. don't price your console well, lower than we can match. So, so here's what's, I was just like, people look back on like the 90s game console wars yes. as like, you know, sort of a cutesy, sort of like, oh, you know, Mario and Sonic, but like it was no. ruthless. People what? died. People <laughs> died. It is crazy. They, yeah. they deflated the Sonic the Hedgehog at E3. Yeah. Yeah. They, that was console wars. What's weird is that you see um, signs of this almost like the way Apple did with the phone. If you think of like Motorola and all these major companies fighting over each other. Yeah, like Nokia for like dominance. And all of a sudden Apple's like, we're just going to do our own thing. This was kind of like Sega and Nintendo. They were, you know, at battles and Sony yeah. just kind of like snuck in the back door there and... PlayStation. Which brings us to 1996, the year of the video game. They go yep. by platform to tell you what to look for in 96. They start with the Sega Saturn, what to look for in 96. More great arcade conversions from Yu Suzuki's AM2 and AM3 Japanese studios. Mm -hmm. Continued interest in extracurricular game publishing by Sega on PC and Neo Geo formats. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know that that ever happened, actually. Continued search for Saturn's Sonic by Sega of America. Hesitant third-party support, sales secondary to that of PlayStation, but ahead of 3DO, so they've got that going for them. <laughs> Pricing difficulties come launch of Ultra 64, an outside chance of Sega abandoning the hardware battle and instead scoring big as an independent software publisher. That's crazy. They just took one that. more gen to have that. Exactly, yeah. In 96, at the day they're launching a system. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. Frightening. For PlayStation, what to look for? Continued strong third-party software support a competitive price drop to match Ultra 64's below $250 price tag, if and when it happens. That's called dumping. <laughs> <laughs> and it's against the law. <laughs> Strong sales Console throughout 96. We gotta start using that. <laughs> Possible lapses in quality of software as third parties demand that their games are published on PlayStation. Possible eclipsing by Ultra 64 as the premier system of choice in the U.S. That would never come to pass. No. Mm -hmm. no. Ultra 64. I can't get over that they keep calling it that. Yep. 
What to look for? The video Analysts. game world holds its breath as Nintendo launches Ultra 64 in its own time. Spectacular games for Nintendo's in-house teams, most notably Mr. Shigeru Miyamoto. Ultra-competitive launch price of 249 uh, moving to 199 in time for the holiday season. Why would, they, why would they chop $50 off the yeah. price three months after it was released? Did they? Nintendo's always so. done that, though. They've always released really low prices overall. For Trouble persuading the game community to publish games on cartridges. Mm-hmm, Ultra absolutely. 64 were not delivering the quantum leap in performance over and above PlayStation necessary to eclipse Sony's momentum after a successful U.S. launch. Yep. Also all true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they give little sections to 3DO and Jaguar, but they're Is not... Is there a Virtual Boy section? Oh, they no. actually did not give a, uh, a Virtual Boy section. And there's no Game Boy. They don't, yeah, they're not talking about the Game Boy, but you would have the Game Boy Color, right? They had the Game Boy yeah. Color. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Pokemon came out. Game then, Boy yeah. Advance was still. That's the thing. Right. That's the thing I want to mention when we get to the end of, you know, we're not going to spend too much more time on this, but like, are you noticing that? Oh, here's a, um, uh, here's an ad for uh, EA Sports. Ready? And I'm, oh. I'm it's starting here and it goes through here. Through here, Jeez. through here. Whoa. So we were seeing here. football, Whoa. hockey, here. soccer. That's so expensive. That's. Yeah. It's in the game. <laughs> it's like 20 pages. What you're noticing, when we look through these old EGM uh, issues, we're noticing that like, uh, we're reading about games that were like super popular at the time, super beloved today, and even are still getting like sequels and remakes today. Like, there's like no games in this issue that anyone's, that we're mm-hmm. like, that we care about or that we remember fondly. Yeah. Right? It's crazy. Yeah, it was a rough couple months, mm-hmm. I guess, in the it's early It's like, what a weird time. Well, yeah. I mean, even the N64, like, you know, people forgive its sins now with the 20 years in the past because Super Mario 64 is one of the greatest games ever made. But like they just get they got hammered month after month after month in like next gen and EGM for having no games. There's no games out yeah. on the N64. Like it was brutal living it in the moment. Are we doing this? It's Funky Head Boxers. Okay. <laughs> All I just want to say is everyone should look up uh, some footage of Funky Head Boxers. It was yeah. a Sega arcade game that came to the Saturn. We watched the videos this week. It's really good. Uh, my New Year's resolution is to play this game. Yeah. We definitely need to find Funky. <laughs> Funky head, I just head think, boxers. You think you're, it was inspired by NBA Jam big head mode there, or no? I think it like, predates. Pre-date? Oh, it can't predate it, it. No, no, it's after NBA Jam, yeah, and it's yeah, 100% it big head mode, the game. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing a little game called Diablo. Is this oh, yeah. previewed This here? is a preview of Diablo, oh, the original great. Diablo. So at least there's one. So, one yeah, that's a big game. one. But of course, it's for PCs. Like, yeah. nothing for... Yeah. Consoles. I don't know. The heads aren't very funky in Diablo, though. So that's true. I'm gonna pass. I mean, is it PC, really worth our time. PC gaming is, you know, the like it's where it's at now. But like, man, there was also a period yeah. where like that was another thing that just it almost just, died off entirely. Yeah. This is just such a weird time. This is the review section. So these are the games that they're reviewing then yeah. for PlayStation. I've never heard of these games: Agile Warrior, nope. Boxers Road, <laughs> Criticom. Goldstorm, Cyberspeed, Metal Jacket, Viewpoint. That's like, this is such <laughs> a weird it time. It's right. Yeah, it's like, like super weird. It's full yeah. of games that no one remembers or or is or hurt, even cares about. But that's <laughs> the third party support that like everybody was so happy the PlayStation. Got. It's just like a really weird time. Uh, yeah, it's the PlayStation had just launched. Didn't have a great software library yet. Wait, it says the year of the video game includes uh, Sega, Sony, 3DO, and the internet. Yeah. Well, I mean, did that section exist in there? Was there a section on what's coming in the internet? Yeah, Yeah. they talk about that sort of thing. And gaming online. Can you order a pizza? Yeah. (laughs) Well, think about not yet. Think about PC gaming though. Like, when did that start getting like as big as it did? Was Diablo? uh, Diablo is in here. Yeah. Like. This is the year that uh, the Nintendo 64 came out. Why weren't they talking about Mario Mario 64? They didn't yeah, have it wasn't no announced. Pokemon. It's crazy. They didn't have anything to say about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
All right, that was a look at uh, the January 96 issue of Next Generation. And that does bring us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from J.C. Franco. So, who got James Franco? He, yeah, well, I was going to say <laughs> yeah. the J probably is right. James. Stands for James. Good Could initials. be him. A friend of the show. Yeah, so you, what, what game would James Franco pick? Let the questioning begin. Well, but it's not actually what game James Franco would pick. That was just a little goofy. Yeah, J.C. Um, Franco, he picked the game. Got it. Uh, could this game have appeared in this in the January 96 issue of Next Gen? It January could 96 have. issue of oh, Next Gen could have had this more. game. <laughs> could have had the game in it. Could have been in there. Okay. Um, did this game come out in on a cartridge? Yes. Oh, nicely done. Um... System, yeah, you're pretty much like Maybe N64. You can uh, start with exclusivity. Yeah. I would say call, NES. You've won this yeah. game before. Yeah, let's uh, let's go. Was it on the N64? No, in 1996. Oh, there's like three games. <laughs> you already answered. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> All right, CJ is doing it again. Uh, I have on. one air ball per episode. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, did the game come out? Well, on we the know NES? it's not Pilot Wings. <laughs> Justin asked, did the game come out on the NES? No. Oh, wow. Um, was this game from before the year 1990? Before 1990, no. So between 1990 and 96. So it's like, yeah, Super Nintendo or Genesis. And it's not. Yeah. Or Game Boy or Game Gear. Uh, it's probably not. Is uh, it a... Uh, huh, I just want to like... You could do it as a handheld or... Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, is it a console or handheld? Well, you have to phrase <laughs> Can you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> What's the game, Damon? Is it a console? <laughs> is it a console game? Yes. Yes. Did this game come out on the Sega Genesis? No. Oh, man. So it's Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Game. <laughs> yeah, I should have just asked Super Nintendo. Uh, was this game made in Japan? Yes. Are there sequels? Um, no. no. I still don't know if this is on Super Nintendo. It is. Yeah, it has to it's be. A, it's a console game that didn't come out on the Genesis and that came out. And it wasn't on the N64. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, it does narrow it down. And it's a cartridge game, so yeah. Uh, okay, was this game developed by Nintendo? Yes. There that's 10. What was the answer to the Japanese one? It was. It was. That's why. Well, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd be really weird, but rare. <laughs> Right. Um, Japan, not rare. N Nintendo made a SNES game. Mm -hmm. SimCity. There's they a few of the those. There's a few of those. Uh, I, I mean, Maxis and Nintendo did. They published it. They put Nintendo characters in it. Um, Who was your little assistant that gave you tips? Will Wright. So Will his Wright. name was uh, <laughs> Mister Doctor Wright. Hair. Doctor Wright. Doctor yeah. Wright. Okay. Doctor Wiley. Yeah. Is this? Does this game? Uh, uh, take place. Oh, does this game have the Mario characters in it? Mario Universe characters in it? Yes. Are they racing around in carts? No. Oh, okay, not a racer. Um, so a Mario so, Universe yeah. game on the Super Nintendo. I know. I don't <laughs> want to guess the obvious ones. I'm trying to think of a little. So well, there's a lot of them. There's like they weren't just go ahead. No. It's not a kart racer, so it's not Mario Kart. They weren't doing like sports games like yet, is what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. Those those didn't come till a little bit later. Yeah. So Mario what, parties. Super Mario World? That's what I mean, Super Mario World. Well, there's World. like the educational series games. Uh, is, yeah. is Yoshi in this game? Yoshi, yeah. So, yeah, is Yoshi in the game? Uh, in a way. Mm. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. 
So it could be Yoshi's Cookie or Wario's Woods or. But it's a SNES game. Those are NES games. No, those are on SNES too. They're oh, did they make SNES versions? Yeah, of both of those. And if Yoshi's in it in a way, it could be Tetris Attack. Could be Tetris Attack. Is this a puzzle, it's a puzzle game? Puzzle game. No. <laughs> Whoa. Uh oh. Um, Yoshi's in it, maybe. In a way. In a way. What does that mean? <laughs> so are oh uh, Mario Paint. That could be. That's pretty good. Because like as a stamp. Oh yeah, he was a little. Like, Remember making music little animations. Icon. Does this game is this game compatible with the Super Nintendo Mouse? Yes. Yes. Bark, 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 bark. Is this bark, game Mario bark, Paint? Bark, 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 bark. Yes, it is Boom. Mario Paint. There you go. Nice. That was a good one. You can just do the prefer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, yeah, when you jump on him. You can use it as a sound. You can use Yoshi as an instrument. He, yeah, you can <laughs> make the actual notes of just his sound. Yeah. Have you have you seen these online things where people make the yeah. craziest yeah. melodies that I can't remember? There's, that, like, there's online tools. Yeah. They're a little bit of a cheat because they let you do sharps and flats, which yeah. you couldn't do in the original yeah. game. <laughs> that sound effect is very iconic of land. I that's Sam, great. That's I love the animation. Were you in the I office really or were you on holiday already when Damon and I found just someone pitched down Yoshi's voice? Oh, yeah. That was so And it cool. just sounds like a man. It's just a man making it's just a It just sounds like a man. Yoshi. Yoshi. Oh, Yoshi. No, you should just search pitched down Yoshi. Really? It's just a Japanese guy making funny sounds. Yeah. And then they pitched them up. Okay. That's frightening. Wow. How many was that? 15? 16. 16. We, we, we recovered 16, fairly yeah. well. The Yoshi question was very... Your answer is <laughs> like... That was a pretty cool way to come about it. It was. In a way. Mario Paint was yeah. great. After my first two films. Yeah, they wanted to do... There was a sequel plan for a Nintendo 64 that never came out. So Bring it back on Switch. Put Mario Paint on There's Switch. There's a 64 ED game. Well, that's, maybe that was it, yeah. Yeah, uh, we, hooked that, we hooked that up in the office. Yeah. Actual Mario Paint? That whatever that game is well, called, they had it's a series of Pain. weird like they had a really really primitive early like me maker like like a face mm. like you had a blank face and then you would put crap on mm. it and it was like it was obvious that they were tinkering around with that stuff and they had other creator series DD games like artistic mm. creative games they're all in Japanese like Pear, Pear just had to walk us through yeah them. I remember he had them here and yeah it was great. That was one of a, that was a great memory. I'd never even seen a DD before. Mm. Yeah, and they've they've experimented with other like they had like art studio. Yeah, that they put out on 3ds and electroplankton. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's too. kind of a it's like a musical game, game too. Like yeah, the bug too. game in Mario Paint was amazing. Fly swatting. Fly, yeah. fly swatting game. I, I really liked before. the nine panel really animation. Good. Like that taught me a lot about animation. Mm. I thought yeah. it was really cool, and you could use stamps of characters. Yeah, sprites. Yeah, it was really good. Actually, like animate. It was so fun, and you just loop it. Yeah, it's cool. Was fun. Was there any other game that used the mouse and trackpad Ooh. for Super Nintendo? That's a good question. It wasn't uh, like it came with Mario Paint. I'm sure there's sure a Wikipedia. Page. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring had a three-player top-down RPG that you a third player could play as. Well, but what that, that uses it was mouse? like action RPG. It was like Secret of Mana. How does it use the mouse? Like Vikings. Like, uh, it's like all actions. You're everybody's just walking around slashing at stuff, and cool. you can choose one of the characters. But how do you do the mouse? I don't understand where the how mouse do you, Where does it plug in? I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Did you dream this? It was no, just it's unrelated like to the mouse. I'll look it up after PC. This. Yeah, I'm sure PC there's a page a. on like mouse yeah. supported game. Yeah, because there was a four player satellite. What was the yeah. mouse situation? Oh, right. There's something else that uses oh, Maybe they had a splitter. It could have been good with SimCity, but surely they didn't. I don't think it existed yet. Yeah. No, yeah. We have well the mouse and the pad here with Mario Paint now. Where is it? I, I brought it in the uh, 
Is it in the glass Brandon case Hunt or brought it? parts of it. What are we in here for? Yeah, let's go play let's Mario go. Bane. No, no, she's at her desk. All right, well, we were planning to go for another couple hours, but I'm going to cut the episode early so we can go play Mario Paint. Okay. But uh, couple there it is. <laughs> <laughs> in an hour. Everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, CJ. Thanks, man. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.